USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. Welcome to the show that is designed to uh, entertain you, but mostly to teach you. And we're going to be talking about a very serious subject today. So first, I'd like to introduce our investment advisor representative, Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So I know you can't use the initials, so we have to call you Pete Lance Investment Advisor Representative. Yes. And what does that mean exactly? It means that I am securities licensed and I can do all manners of uh, investing for people and uh, brokerage accounts, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, all those things. Okay, good. And also by attorney Tanny Lance. Good morning, Tanny. Good morning. I almost forgot your name there for a minute. I guess we need to have some marriage jokes this morning. I have so, a quote of the day. I don't really do quotes that often, but we're saying that we always do Rodney Dangerfield and you know the same type of people. And I, I said there's so many comedians that I should start looking up quotes myself. This one isn't that funny, but it's really appropriate because of how much you love your cats. I gave my cat a bath the other day. He loved it. And I had a great time too, except the fur kept sticking to my tongue. <laughs> I get it. I get that one. Well, I was going to give you a marriage quotation piece since a number of us in this room are married. This is from Abraham Lincoln. He said, marriage is neither heaven nor hell. It is simply purgatory. <laughs> very nice. Of course, he had his own problems with marriage as well. He had a very difficult wife, yes. Yes, and she was much shorter than he was. Um, that was the least of his problems. Probably. Well, today we have a magnet on our refrigerator that we've had since day one. It says, marriage is finding that one special person to annoy for the rest of your life. Uh, I guess there's some truth in that. I think there's probably a lot of people who would agree with that. Well, my name is Ray Lance, and first of all, let's get down to some serious business because we're going to talk again about inflation because, holy cow, what's the current inflation rate for the prior month, Pete? Well... We have done one of these shows recently, and I think at the time it was 7.1%. In December, we were thinking it was high when I think it was like 5.6%. Now we're at 8.5%. Right. And it's a combination of a a number of factors that creates inflation. It's not the responsibility or the problem of the Republicans or the Democrats or the president. It's not one person that creates this. It's a, a series of events, including wars that take place, including supply chain issues because of the pandemic that we've had. So there are many, many factors that have to go uh, into determining what the rate of inflation is. What it means simply is that it costs more money to pay for things and to buy things today than it used to. We are getting very close to having it being um, much higher or possibly much higher than the last time um, it was this high, which is December of 1981, where it was 8.9%. So I wonder if we'll get there. I hope we don't. Um, but there are not great um, projections on the horizon for it to be easing anytime real soon. Well, we have a lot to cover today. And if you have any questions uh, following the show, by the way, give us a call at 508-998-8858. And we'll be happy to get back to you and answer your questions or meet with you. So we are at a 40-year high in the inflation rate right now at 8.5%. And what this also means, amongst other things, is that, gosh, if you're making less money than that on your investments, then you're losing money, aren't you, Pete? Absolutely. So in other words, you have to be earning at least 8.6% just to make anything right now. And in a little while, we're going to be talking about the concept of something called lazy money. We talk about that every once in a while. That's money that's making nothing for you or that is making not enough money so you're losing money. So uh, did you know that in the country of Germany for quite a while, for uh, the recent past, 
Uh, they've had negative interest rates in bank accounts. And what that means is if you have money in the bank, you have to pay the bank some money to keep it there. They're not only not paying you any interest, you have to pay money to have your money in the bank. Which is absolutely crazy to me. And um, I don't understand why people would want to do that, but you know, I guess it's a safe place to keep your money still. I know in this country that wouldn't happen. I think that there'd be a lot more people putting money under their mattress or in their closet, which I have had clients tell me is what they do, which is definitely not a smart thing to do. No, we've had clients doing that over the years as well. So, Teddy, um, you do most of the grocery shopping in the family. Have you noticed a price increase in uh, staples and things that you buy at the store, grocery store? Well, what I've found is that I shop differently than I used to. Egg prices have gone through the roof. I've noticed that. Uh, beef, we don't eat a lot of anyway, but I know beef prices have really increased dramatically as well. Fish prices have, have always been re- sort of relatively high, but they are going up. Um, virtually everything hits. How much time do you spend when you go through the grocery store typically? I spend uh, probably an hour because I go up and down most all of the aisles and say, hmm, do I need this? Or I wonder if I'm out of that. Uh, so if you, if you walked much faster in the grocery store, do you think that would help? Well, actually, it has helped because I've decided to only go in and buy things that we absolutely need. I'm trying to clean out our freezer of staple food. Uh, so I tend to buy milk and yogurt and bread and maybe a little fish. That's about it. It's proven that you should never, ever go to the grocery store when you're hungry. True. (laughs) True, because everything looks good, doesn't it? You'll always end up with a lot more things than you expected. It's difficult for me to go to the grocery store because there are lots of things that look wonderful to me, but I know you wouldn't eat them. You've got to be the most fussy eater. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not going to go personal here. (laughs) Well, Uh, I'll tell you that. About every two or three months, I end up with a giant bag of cookies that (laughs) you will drop in my office and ask me to take home to my kids because mom goes and buys cookies all the time for you, and you can't stay away from them if they're in front of you, so you say, get these cookies out of my house. (laughs) Well, I I try not to eat that stuff. uh, There are too many temptations in life. You know, Groucho Marx once said, marriage is a wonderful institution, but who wants to live in an institution? <laughs> Does it ever feel like that to you sometimes, Pete? I'm not getting into that. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so you've finally learned the art of diplomacy. That's great, Pete. <laughs> yeah, but didn't we discuss that I don't like Groucho Marx and we shouldn't have any more quotes from him? All right, I'll give you one more Groucho, Groucho Marx quote. He said, politics doesn't make strange bedfellows, marriage does. What do you think, Pete? Not a fan. Not a fan. Okay. So, Peter, you don't like Groucho Marx. Um, what do you think about going to the uh, gas station today and buying gas for your car? It's outrageous, isn't it? Well, considering I have to uh, get 93 in my car, uh, it's even worse. And, yeah, it's painful. Well, right now we are at the strongest inflation rate that we've had, the strongest inflation surge, they call it, uh, in approximately 40 years. And it's not clear what's going to happen to bring it down. But there's a fine line between inflation and recession also, and it has a lot to do with how the um, Federal Reserve controls the supply of money in this country. And um, it has to do with politics sometimes. But rents... Rents have increased. If you have to pay rent because you don't own a house, for example, you've probably seen a significant increase in your rent. Uh, The cost of housing has increased dramatically, and it's artificially high right now. If you want to go buy a house right now, uh, it's very difficult to do that, isn't it? And uh, just announced is that mortgage rates are now at 5%. So that's... uh, Five? I had not heard that. 5%. I thought it was at the four. Nope. Well, for a while, they were down um, around 3%. And all this is happening very, very quickly. So now you've got sort of a double whammy, don't you? You're thinking about buying a house. You need to have a mortgage. 
It's going to cost you more to pay interest on the mortgage than it did even two months ago. And the cost of the housing really hasn't come down yet, has it? No, it hasn't. Uh, there's a lot of people, I would say the majority of people, think that the housing uh, market is going to burst um, and that there is a bubble right now. Um, there are some people who don't think that and that they believe that the prices will remain high. Um, I am probably in the majority um, in the lines of thinking that I think that at some point prices will fall. I don't know if it'll be as drastic as the last time that we had a major market correction, but um, I just can't see them staying this high. It's, it's, they're well over um, inflated, the prices. Well, and the final problem and the final uh, negative part of this, if you will, is that uh, pay raises have not kept up with the price of inflation. I mean, if you want to, wanted to increase wages, you'd have to be giving everybody an 8.5% increase in their salary right now. And, and in most cases, employers have not seen that kind of an increase in their business. I know that we struggle with whether or not we should provide wage increases or raise our prices or both but it's, it's a tense time at the moment. So, Pete, um, is there any way that you can inflation-proof your investments? Probably not. No, but there's certainly better things that you can be doing with your money than having it all in the bank or under your mattress. Uh, and this is something that we've been preaching long before inflation got out of control. Um, you absolutely have to have a certain amount of liquidity uh, for emergency purposes. You know, if you need to go and buy a new furnace, uh, buy a new car, which I don't recommend right now either, uh, you have to have that, um, you know, large cash account. And typically we recommend about $50,000 for a married couple. Anything more than that, and you're really doing yourself a disservice, especially now with inflation where it is. So there's all kinds of different things that you can do with that extra cash. Um, to at least make more than nothing. And there are ways of protecting that principle. So it, the, there's no perfect way to inflation-proof your investments, but there are still some things that you can do. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about that. Remember that Peter is an investment advisor representative, and we do a lot of work to help people protect their investments so stay tuned. We'll be right back, and we're going to be talking about some things that you can personally do to inflation-proof your investments. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise once again. You know, a lot of people think I'm at the end of my rope right now financially. I don't know what to do. Franklin Roosevelt once said, when you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. We're sort of at that point in time right now, aren't we, Pete? Yeah, and I, I forgot who said this. It was, uh, I think, a Marine Corps general. I've forgotten, though. Um, if you're already going through hell, keep going. No, that was Winston Churchill. Was it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or if you're going... Through hell, keep going, something like that. Yeah, that was Winston Churchill who <laughs> said that. See, I've gotten to the point of doing uh, 500 and something radio shows that I can now remember who said some of these quotations. That's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? It is. You probably have dreams and nightmares about quotations. Well, I'm going to have a little quote book out uh, fairly soon. So there really isn't any good answer in terms of how can you inflation proof your uh, retirement savings, but you can do some things that maybe you ought to consider doing, uh, such as don't keep large sums of money in the bank. It's okay to keep some money there, but you're not making any money in the bank right now. You're making 
one-tenth of one percent or two-tenths of one percent or something of that order at the moment. And tell me about a Morningstar analysis. If somebody has an investment portfolio, Pete, let's say they have stocks, bonds, mutual funds, um, what can you do to analyze whether they're protected in their investments, whether there's anything they could do differently? What kind of a report can you do? Uh, a Morningstar report goes into great detail, but uh, really there's just some key takeaways that uh, people are really surprised when they take a look at them. Uh, it's something that I put together, and what it does is it shows somebody's portfolio, uh, and it has the S&P 500 as uh, the benchmark, and it shows how the portfolio is performing um, in comparison to the S&P as a whole. And I think that you know it's really it's really eye-opening for a lot of people when they see that they are underperforming in in most cases um, when I take a look and in some cases vastly underperforming the S&P 500 and yet part of the Morningstar analysis is what's called a stress test that will show them what will happen to their portfolio in a bull market and a bear market uh, and in particular it shows one um, really important factor which is what would happen if we had another financial crisis like we saw um, I always say 2008, but it really started at the be at the uh, end of 2007 into the beginning of 2009. And a lot of people are really surprised that, you know, they think that they have a fairly modest um, account. And then, you know, when I show them that they can lose 33%, 40%, whatever that amount is, and the exact figure, um, it's, it's alarming to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Well... Um, how about Social Security, Tenny? Uh, you know, we've done shows strictly on the subject of Social Security, but a lot of people take Social Security at the age of 62, and for many people, that's a wrong decision. So one of the things we can do very simply is a Social Security analysis. If you haven't started collecting yet, uh, we'll talk to you about that. And um, it's another way to help inflation-proof um, your investments because if you can afford to wait a little bit later, then you're going to have a larger sum of money and it's going to be at a larger and higher level for the rest of your life. So let's let's help you do an analysis of that. And call Pete at 508-998-8858 and he can help you analyze that. Not everybody should be delaying taking Social Security. Some people, they have to take it early. Um, the uh, You can look into... Uh, investment bonds and things of that nature. One of the things we do not do on the radio, Pete, is we don't give specific investment advice. You can't do that unless you're actually going to be meeting with somebody, right? Right. Yeah, we can't, um, you know, recommend any particular uh, products or stocks or mutual funds or anything else like that. Can't talk about that. Okay. But Let's I think it is, um, there is a very useful brochure that people might want to call in and ask for that talks about there's no perfect way to inflation-proof your investment. But this is a discussion, as you just said, about Social Security and when to take it. So if you have not started Social Security as yet, um, call in at 508-998-8858 and ask for this very interesting article. Well, not only that, but we can do a computer analysis. Uh, Peter does a lot of these. And you can tell how to optimize when to take Social Security. And it's a, not the same for everybody. It varies. But if you just go ahead and do it because you think, well, I've been told I should do it at such and such an age, you're probably making a mistake. And we Taking can help. Taking it at 62 tends to be a mistake, yes. Uh, for many people, yes. Sometimes people have to because they're not working. It's the only source of income. It's the biggest mistake if you take it at 62 if you're continuing to work because you're going to start out by taking it too early and, and it's going to be at the lowest rate that it will be and it will remain low for the rest of your life. And you don't need as much money if you're still working. And then depending upon the amount, the government can actually take back some of the money from you and you won't actually get a check until you reach full retirement age, which for most people is getting very close to 67 right now. So it's a double whammy. If you take it at 62 and you don't really need the money, but you just want it, 
and you're still working and the government's not going to give you a check right now, uh, you'll get the money back eventually, um, then you're making a, possibly a very bad mistake, not only for you, but for whoever survives you. So at least go through the analysis and find out what will work best for you. I haven't Googled this in a while, but it's really interesting, and uh, it's part of what we're talking about today. Um, we're talking about inflation, of course, but there's also something called shrinkflation. And we've discussed this before, but it's been quite a while. Um, there's an article um, fairly recently. Uh, it was updated only about a week ago. Uh, Costco, so even though inflation right now is at 8.5%, uh, Costco is saying that they are paying higher prices for inventory um, and they're passing those extra costs on to the consumers, which is a lot more than 8.5%. They're talking about 20% more for beef that they are paying, which they have to pay uh, pass on to the consumer, 10% uh, more for clothing. Um, so a lot of things are more expensive um, than just the rate of inflation. They're possibly double or, or more but just Google shrinkflation at some point, and it's amazing what companies are doing because the cost for uh, the labor materials that these companies are paying, they are therefore shrinking the packaging. So what you think you're getting, when you think that you're getting the same product, you're actually getting a slightly smaller product than oh, you sure. used to be getting, but you're actually paying more also. Yeah, no, I've, I've noticed that a lot. Everything from graham crackers. I've always liked Nabisco graham crackers. They're smaller than they used to be. So this is even before inflation really started getting crazy. This is 2014 to 2018. Uh, a bag of Fritos chips used to be 9.75 ounces. Now it's 9.25. Uh, toothpaste used to be 4.1 ounces. Now it's 3.8. Um, 15 fewer uses per tube. Um, just a couple of quick examples. Um, toilet paper, Charmin, 264 sheets down 244 sh down to 244 sheets. Holy crap. I mean, uh, holy cow. <laughs> Very good. Um, I'm sorry. But, but, uh, a Snickers bar used to be 232 grams, and in 2018 that shrunk down to 167 or 28.1%. Oh, no, not Snickers. So all these things you're, you're getting smaller portions of or smaller rolls of toilet paper, Maybe and yet you're paying— get thinner eating less well that's maybe the only good thing but you're paying more and getting less and it's across the board just google shrinkflation you'll see how many companies it's all of them really are shrinking the size of their products that they're passing on to you at a higher cost and and yet they'll probably make the shopping carts bigger because you think that you need to put more in it right it's all an illusion it's all an illusion you're right <laughs> well that means you have to do shopping, don't you? And you have to very carefully look at prices. And maybe there's some things you can buy in bulk. And um, so beat the shrink, as Peter said. This is an interesting story. <laughs> um, yeah, buy, buy in bulk um, is one thing you can do. Uh, use coupons. I wonder how many people are using store coupons now that didn't use them uh, in the past. I don't use coupons as much as I used to because I don't buy much that I have coupons for. But I did have an interesting experience at the grocery store this past week. I have um, a card for one of the grocery stores, and I forgot to present it at checkout. So I went over to the service desk after I checked out and said I forgot to show my card, and they handed me back. Ten dollars and ninety-two cents, wow. and that was what the value of the store coupons were worth. I was pretty impressed. Plus, I got a gas coupon of ten cents a gallon. I thought, gee, I'm going to pay more attention. Isn't it awful the things that we get excited about these days? <laughs> ten dollars yeah. well, is a lot to me. So, can you use a tea bag more than once? Um, I don't know. I don't know why you no, asking that, me. I don't drink tea. I do, I do. Maybe you should take your tea bag out and put it on a paper towel to dry. I would actually love some tea sometime, but I just don't drink it. Um, actually, we're going to talk after this next break about a couple of things, including uh, roasting and grinding your own coffee, growing your own food in your garden. How, using, about, how about growing some vegetables yourself? Using a tea ball. Well, that's what I just said. Sure. But uh, what's funny is our producer, our producer, producer, <laughs> um, Brianna, 
told me just the other day that she was so excited because she got a, a tea grinder. And uh, I said, you're already getting old if you're already excited about things like getting yourself a new tea grinder. <laughs> well, before we take our next break, I just want to give you a quotation from H.L. Mencken, who was a famous writer. He said, men have a much better time of it than women. For one thing, they marry later. For another thing, they die earlier. You got to think about that one. We're going to take a break. We will be right back, and we're going to be talking about some more specific things that you can do to help fight against inflation. Stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about inflation. We're talking about buying in bulk. And what are some of the individual things you can do to save money and help fight against inflation? You just had a quote that sort of leads me into this quote from George Carlin. Here's all you have to know about men and women. Women are crazy. Men are stupid. And the main reason women are crazy is that men are stupid. (laughs) That sounds good. I like that one. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. Well, we just had a conversation this morning with one of our uh, producer advisors, and he's expecting, I should say, his wife is expecting a child at the end of the month. And I said, aren't you glad you're not a woman? Just think of how you would feel right now if you are eight and a half months pregnant. Men are much weaker than women. Women are much stronger than men. He said, I agree. No, what he said is, Ray... If I was eight and a half months pregnant, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. That's true. He did say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not here to uh, malign men or promote women, but uh, anyway. So let's go back to our topic about things you can do. Um, I can remember one of my family members, probably one of my grandmothers, used to have a tea ball. And you'd fill it with a little powdered tea and this little aluminum ball, and you'd dip that in and... You'd make your tea with that instead of a tea bag. So I'm so talking about some sort of dance. No. No, this little <laughs> ball on a, on a chain, and you'd dip it into your hot water. And you'd make tea that way. And why does that save money? I don't understand. Because you can buy it in bulk, for one thing. You can grind your own tea. Yeah, that's true. So we were just talking at the break with Brianna, and she's very excited because she's getting a tea grinder today. Yes, and... Uh, I, I said that's really starting to show your age. Once you start getting excited about, you know, kitchen items and things around the house, that's when you're getting old. So maybe she can come over and use your mic for a minute and tell us why is she getting a tea grinder? Can you explain that? Sure. Brianna, I bet you could explain that. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, so I've been drinking matcha, matcha tea lately, and I realized it's a lot cheaper for me to grind up my own tea leaves to make my own matcha powder. Matcha? How's, how's that spelled, matcha? M-A-T-C-H-A. Oh, never heard of that. Yes. Yeah, so it's just green tea leaves ground up into a fine powder. Um, it has less caffeine than coffee, so it makes you less ah, jittery. Okay. But I'm very excited for my purchase. So can you can you read your tea leaves before you grind it up? Can I read them? Yes, you've heard of reading your fortune by reading your tea leaves. <laughs> reading my tea, like palm reading or reading yes. my fortune that way? Yes, exactly. I can try. Okay. By the way, P, I've been getting excited about kitchen appliances since I was probably 19, so I guess I've been old for a while. Well, that's a bad sign, folks. <laughs> Something I've never really understood is why do people regularly buy coffee out from Dunkin' Donuts or I know it. Starbucks. Oh, it's a monster expenditure. You can absolutely make your own and have it taste just as good if you buy the right stuff. Um, I say that to my wife probably at least every other week if we're out doing an errand together. And, you know, it'll be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and you'll see a line of cars around the corner for, you know, the, the main coffee places in our community. And I just don't get it, and I don't understand sitting in line. She says sometimes... You know, she'll sit in line for 20, 30 minutes for a coffee. And, you know, it's, first of all, people are crazy. lazy for not getting in, going inside mm-hmm. and skipping all the lines. But also, 
think of that expense and i just don't personally understand it but more power to you if that's something that you enjoy i mean uh i I would certainly if i was a, a real coffee drinker i'd be doing what you're doing, Brianna, and making it at home, saving a lot of money in aggravation. Well, I couldn't believe it, actually. My wife was at Target last weekend, and she said, would you like a coffee from you know the coffee place inside of Target? And I said, sure. Um, I haven't had a caramel macchiata in <laughs> probably three or four years. And she brought it home. With a double latte of spinach and or it something. Was probably $6, $7, something ridiculous for this medium caramel macchiata and they didn't even mix it the caramel was on the bottom the almond milk was in the middle and the coffee was on top and i was like well i'll enjoy this it'll be a nice treat and then my dog ran off from me and started running towards the road and i dropped my coffee to chase after her (laughs) and i saw that just it was seeping into the ground as i you know cried you know a little (laughs) silent tear well anyway uh, let's come back to our topic. Uh, do you grow a garden for vegetables, or have you ever done that, Pete? Uh, I love growing plants and, and vegetables and everything, but my wife is the main one who does the garden, yes. I built the garden bed for her. It's a raised garden bed. You have a little fence around it so the animals won't get at it? No, we don't have any deer or anything that can get into our yard. We have a lot of rabbits in our yard, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's too tall for them to get into it. Okay, good. Well, I think... We've had vegetable gardens in the past. They taste good. I think this is the year that you have to start thinking about that again. Go tomatoes on the porch or something like that in a pot. Have a stick. It all helps. Yep. Well, cut energy use. I'm always going around the office and telling people, please shut off the lights when you're not in the room. It doesn't take any effort to do that, and you save electricity. An alternative to um, you know, growing your own food if it's either something that you don't have the time for or the space for or the green thumb for, there's tons and tons of what's called CSAs in every community. It's a community-supported agriculture program, and you can uh, pay a fee, which means you're buying shares of a local farm. And the fees actually go to pay directly for you know the seeds, the fertilizer, the water, the labor, all that. And then when they have their harvest, you get an equal share of um, the harvest amongst all the shareholders. And, and, it, and it tastes better. It tastes better. You're um, you know, supporting local farms, and you're also getting really good quality food at less money. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of things like baking your own bread. Um, I haven't done that for a long time, have I, Tenny? I don't recall that you ever did that. I was going to no, say, I'm, right. I don't <laughs> think so. I'm, I'm looking at you thinking... <laughs> maybe I'll get out my bread maker, but I don't think you've ever used it. I remember you used to make bread, though, when I was in high school, and uh, we lived on, uh, on Gulf Hill. I actually remember that machine very yep. clearly. How, how can you stop doing that? Peter, did you ever hear... Because he wouldn't eat it. <laughs> you left home, and he wouldn't eat it. Peter, did you ever hear of Henny Youngman? Uh, Is he dead? Uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) But he said, do you know what it means to come home at night to a woman who'll give you a little love, a little affection, a little tenderness? It means you're in the wrong house. That's what it means. (laughs) Well, about a week ago, I was working on a Sunday most of my day, um, prepping and ripping up certain things on my kitchen floor to put down Luan as... um, a nice flat surface before the new flooring goes down. And my wife said from the other room, are you almost done with that? I feel bad for you. And I (laughs) paused for a second and I stood up and I looked around and I said, did you just say that you feel bad for me? And she said, yeah. And I said, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Or as Henny Youngman once said, she's been married so many times she has rice marks on her face. What does that mean? She has wet marks? <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Rice marks, you know, throwing the rice at the bride when they come out the door. Oh, come wow. out the door of the These church. really are old. Who was that? Was that Henny Youngman? That was Henny Youngman. <laughs> yeah. well, I just looked up Henny Youngman. He died in 1998. And... Oh, he's a contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more jokes about marriage. Just one more pithy one from Ben Franklin. By the way, they don't do rice at weddings anymore, I don't think. No. I don't think they've been doing that for 10 years or more. Probably it hurts. What, they do bubbles? No, but I, I, I haven't seen rice at any wedding I've been to in the last 10 years, and 
I know that it was supposed to be bad for birds or something. Oh, well, now you have to save it and cook it. That's why. So Ben Franklin once said, keep your eyes wide open before marriage, half shut afterwards. Good old Ben. I like Ben. His marriage was a very odd one, so he had experience. All right, let's let's pass on from things like grocery coupons and growing some food and and shopping at CSAs and becoming a part of those operations. And those by are, the way, those are great things to do. Some of our most popular shows have been when we put together a whole list of ways to save money, um, or cut back on cable bills or phone bills or whatnot. And uh, we haven't done one in a couple of years, I don't think. So on cable, we'll put together a show soon with, you know, our top 100 ways to save money. By the way, there was a very recent article, I don't have it in front of me here, but I had saved it, that the obligation to continue or resume making payments on student loans has now been extended once again until sometime in the fall. So that helps people also who are seeing an increase in the cost of living and things that they do. There's been discussion periodically that maybe there'll be some forgiveness of part of the student loans. That's uh, very controversial still. And uh, I don't know whether that will pass or not, but that's a major expense for a lot of people. So what other ways can we help people protect their savings from inflation? Um, Index deferred annuities are one way, right, Pete? Absolutely. Um, And again, they're really wonderful things that uh, a lot of people don't really understand how great they can be. Certainly not guaranteed. There are actually periods of time where you can't earn um, anything. Um, in a fixed index annuity. But the principal is protected. But the principal is 100% protected. You cannot lose a nickel. Um, and they really have been wonderful tools for a lot of our clients. Um, and it's a good mixture uh, for their retirement plan that we usually try to incorporate because the principal is protected, as you said, and yet you can still see potential for some really great returns. The, um, the, the real downside, the only downside is that the money is tied up for a particular period of time, three, five, seven, ten years, depending on um, you know, what we recommend you go into. However, uh, most of them you can take out at least 10% a year, um, but it's, it, they're phenomenal. Think of them as long-term CDs, but with much higher um, potential for earning, especially and also, not especially, but also because um, you don't have to... Uh, uh, claim the earnings every year like you do with a CD on your tax return. Um, And because it's an indexed annuity, that simply means that they are tied to the market and an index in the market, but not actually in the market itself. So they're they're vastly outperforming anything in bank accounts right now. Huge. Oh, definitely. And so we'd be happy to meet with you and talk to you about that. Call us anytime at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to meet with you and review your budget, your assets, your income, and we can always make recommendations that will help you protect what matters most to you, your family and your money. So we'll be right back. We're going to be talking about some other very specific things you can do to protect your savings in the midst of inflation. Stay tuned. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. Welcome back to Attorney Tenny Lance and to Pete Lance, investment advisor representative, and yours truly, Ray Lance. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You know, we've talked about inflation uh, fairly recently, and we're doing it again because the rate of inflation keeps going up. It has nothing to do with political parties. It has to do with the pandemic, it has to do with the war in Ukraine, it has to do with supply issues, it has to do with many uh, issues. Uh, All around the world right now, people are fighting inflation, 
And in a number of countries, it's much worse than it is even in the United States. You know, one of the very simple things is that uh, I-bonds, which is a bond you can buy from the federal government, they're inflation-linked securities. They're issued directly to the public. And right now, there's like a cap on how much you can earn on that. So one of the things that's been suggested is that the there should no longer be a cap, or at least the cap rate should be raised, which would give people the opportunity still to invest in something like government bonds, but have a higher rate of earning. Um, so what are some of the other things that we can do, Pete or Tenny, if you want to add some information well, in here? Well, one of these articles I thought pretty interesting. It talks about ordering your food online and doing curbside pickup. Um, our daughter has done that for quite some time now, and it's been really happy with it. She did it for COVID reasons because she didn't want to be in the grocery store. But the the trick about doing ordering that way is that you don't um, become en- enchanted with Tem- all the tempted. Yeah, tempted with all the things that you can see at a grocery store. You might say, "Ooh, that would be good." Why don't I try that? So if you order online, you're more apt to just order staples, the things that you need. And if you do curbside pickup, you don't have to pay for delivery. I was just going to say, I wonder if that's um, um, something that's actually the same amount of money if you do curbside pickup or if there is a slight you know, increase in... No, there's no charge for curbside pickup. Hmm. Well, the other alternative to that is if you go into the grocery store, bring a list with you of what you need and only buy what you need. Don't buy all the extras. But you still go buy all that delicious candy and baked goods and mm-hmm. all those things. I'm not sure if there is a slight upcharge to use certain apps. I use a Dunkin' Donuts app, and uh, when I when my wife does want a coffee, I jump in my car, I order what she wants me to order, and by the time I get to the Dunkin' Donuts, and this Dunkin', by the way, you can only walk into, which I prefer, by the time I park and go in it's already sitting there waiting for me and after about every fourth or fifth you know order it will give me a free drink um so again i don't know if it's truly free or if there's you know 10 cents or 20 cents extra charge per coffee for the app but it works up well for me at least because there's always a line of people waiting to order and i just walk in and pick mine up um another app so so you also spend gas money to get there yeah of course it's only a mile away but still um, one app that I absolutely would recommend if you don't have um, a BJ's membership and you can't save money at the pump at BJ's Gas, uh, Cumberland Farms has a Smart Pay app that I definitely recommend. Um, you don't have to commit to anything. You just link one of your debit cards or credit cards to it. We've used it for years. And when you pull up, you don't have to uh, insert your card into the pump. You simply enter your four-digit PIN and tell them what pump you're at, and you get out of your car, and the pump is already waiting for you, and you save 10 cents a gallon every single time. Mm-hmm. Anything you can do to save money. You know, for many, many years, and we still do it repeatedly, we've recommended that you have a budget. If you don't have a budget, you don't know where your money is going, we're happy to give you a form. We've got some great budget forms we're happy to send you or give you if you want to stop in the office or mail it to you or email it to you. I'm going to start doing some quote research myself or at least um, asking and begging Brianna for a favor and doing some quote research for some more relevant people to today's times and maybe even not, I mean, because Richard Pryor has been gone for quite a while, but at least he's not Henny Youngman who, you know, (laughs) who the heck is Henny Youngman? Groucho was terrific. I don't like Groucho. That's been established. So I'm going to have her pull some quotes for the next show from some of my favorite comedians. I think that would be more interesting. This one isn't phenomenal, but I loved Richard Pryor. Marriage is really tough because you have to deal with feelings and lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we wind down uh, this segment, I want to basically say there's some basic things you can do, but they're hard to do today. Um, If you can afford to buy a house you're better off financially if you own a house because you're building equity, you're reducing your mortgage. But houses are expensive and mortgage rates are going up. So maybe you get help from a family member who has 
money they can loan you. They can, by the way, you, they can loan money to you and they can put a mortgage on the house after your bank mortgage so that it's a way of protecting the equity as well. Yeah, now more than ever, and I mean more than ever since I've been a financial advisor, people need to budget more. They need to plan more. Um, it's it's really serious. It's it's the silent killer inflation. Um, most people are aware of certain things and and their increase, like gas and certain things at the grocery store. But it's everything is increasing in its cost because of inflation. And yet, the great inflation, as it's referred to in this country, was from 1965 to 1982. So we think this is a new phenomenon, but it's not. It happens every once in a while. And um, one of the things that Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, and he is deceased, Pete, he said, I don't look upon these United States as a finished product. We are still in the making. And by the way, my joke whenever I say, isn't that person dead now, is because uh, about three or four shows ago, ago you kept coming up with quotes from these people who I'd never heard of and I was Googling them and just laughing to myself that <laughs> these certain people because there's, believe me, plenty of amazing people who I greatly admire and respect, such as Benjamin Franklin and Winston Churchill who have a lot of wonderful quotes, but every once in a while, or at least this one particular show that you may re remember from about a month ago, every quote that you had was from <laughs> some comic from the silent film days or something. <laughs> No, Not you, quite that bad. You just need to expand your reading list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Benjamin, uh, not Benjamin Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt also said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So the most important message I'd like to convey today, I think, uh, Tenny and Pete, is that there's always something else you can do that will improve your situation something you can do that will help you beat inflation or fight inflation, being careful how you're spending money, having a budget, absolutely being careful how you invest your money. And you need to invest money for making more money. If you're not doing that, then you're just hiding your money, essentially. By the way, uh, we spoke about Morningstar reports before. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've seen lately with 30 or 40% of their holdings in bonds and that's really not the place to be right now. When inflation rises, um, it's an inverse re uh, relation to bonds. So the only, um, it, you really shouldn't be in bonds right now, uh, depending on what they are. There are um, what's called TIPS, Treasury, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. Um, and that might be something if you're looking for a really safe investment, uh, because TIPS pay a fixed interest rate uh, twice a year but the principal amount is actually adjusted for inflation. Um, so that's you know a safe way to invest right now, but more than anything, we'd recommend something like a fixed indexed annuity or uh, a brokerage account with some different types of mutual funds that may perform um, you know decent with this type of inflation going on. Well, it's a delicate balance that's going on. We have an individual responsibility to ourselves and to our family to do whatever we can to protect our money, to save our money, to make more money than what we're making, to leave as much money as possible, perhaps for family members. Um, there's a lot of controversy in the country right now about should the tax rates be changed, and every once in a while there are proposals to do that. Franklin Roosevelt also said, here's my principle. Taxes shall be levied according to ability to pay. That is the only American principle. In other words, if you have a lot more money, a lot more wealth, a lot more assets, maybe you should be paying a little bit higher in taxes. That's not always the case. Yeah, and this isn't all doom and gloom. This you know, will come to um, uh, not an end necessarily, but at least a, a better place at some point. It's just going to take some time, and we'll see how long that actually takes. So, um, Tenny, as we're going to close down today... Um, what are some of the personal things that you anticipate doing to save money? Because it's something that everybody absolutely needs to do. Well, I think um, making certain that what you buy is what you need. Making certain that if you can buy in bulk, it's a better thing to do. 
do more at-home uh, things like gardening or grinding coffee or not going out for Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Um, just being aware and setting your budget and sticking to it. How about something as simple as using leftovers? I think we have leftovers at least three times a week. Well, maybe not that often, but we do have leftovers. I used to know a very smart lady who cooked virtually all of Sunday and then spent the rest of her week eating leftovers so she didn't have to cook them. I always thought that was very smart. I'm taking an online course on how to make my own toilet paper. <laughs> no. Well, Thankfully, I, I, I don't, even, don't even know how to comment on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, we do some really simple things like always putting lights out. So as we leave you today, there's always something you can do. There's always something that we can help you with and we can show you with that will do what matters most to you, which is what can you do, what else can you do to help protect your family and to protect your money. That's what we do here. We do it every single day of the week. And give us a call. We'll be happy to meet with you and happy to show you things that will help you and your family. So thank you, Pete, and thank you, Tenny. And thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.